So if you're not thinking about your emotional turmoil, for example, maybe you're able to listen a little bit more finely or more in tune towards the people that are having their own issues. And maybe you'll find yourself connecting on more than just an emotional level. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Greg Talks. This will be our second episode in our stability series. I am your host, Gregory Cook Jr., and this is my co-host, Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about emotional stability. But first, there will be a disclaimer. (laughs) Full disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists, nor are we psychologists, nor are we sociologists, nor anthropologists. We are not professionals in anything to do with coping mechanisms, emotions, or how to deal with them. We are just people that would like to give advice. And if you are able to take anything from this podcast episode, then we are thankful for it. Right. And uh, to start us off, uh, Aaron, what is emotional stability? Well, Greg, in my eyes, emotional stability is the act of remaining constant or consistent with one's emotions. So it's important to realize that emotions are natural because we're human beings. Right. But they're also powerful, especially when we indulge in them and we immerse ourselves within them. So when you think of emotional stability, some synonyms to think about are resilience, grit and hardiness Mm -hmm. when you think of being hardy you think of what challenges you face the commitments you're willing to take and the control that you have to put in yourself in order to get through with these ideas and these you know emotional outputs right yep so a good thing to think about as you're listening in on this podcast with us today is what is something that you hold dear to you that can help you better with yourself and controlling your emotions to have a good grasp on yourself and the fluctuations. So one of the big points that I'd like to discuss with Greg today is adjusting your perspective. Everybody has these situations, whether they're minimal, such as like dropping an egg on the ground after you bought it, or something as big as someone dying in the family. And when you think about how to deal with these situations, you have to think about changing your mindset. Because when you change your mindset, your perspective changes. So one of the things I like to do personally is think optimistically. Now, there's a difference between being hopefully optimistic and realistically optimistic. I'm not saying that you should think about unicorns and rainbows and fairies all the time, but it's nice to just take a step back and think of some of the positives before you let your emotions run wild. Right. You gotta breathe and think before you act. Otherwise, it's kind of detrimental, not only just to you, but for the people that you care about as well. So, Greg, what is something you do that can help? calm you down within the moment? Well, uh, a key skill that I learned uh, last year uh, 
at Oakland University was breathing. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I struggle heavily with anxiety. Now it's not like uh, anxiety to the point where I get like panic attacks or anything, but it definitely affects sometimes uh, the way I judge and think about certain situations. Uh, so when I went to counseling, uh, they gave me this tip for breathing, which is to count to 10 um, and breathe in as you're doing it and also breathe out and do the same countdown. And what this does is it immediately calms you. And some of you may not believe that you can calm down just by breathing, but trust me, what it does is it takes all the pent up stress that's at the bottom of your of your being and then it rises it up and you're blowing it all out. You're allowing your body to ease itself out of your out of like the dark thought process that you might be in at the current at your current moment. Uh, and it definitely calms you down uh, to a point where you can start thinking clearly and think about, okay, um, I'm not in the best state of mind right now, but at least uh, this breathing has helped me to figure out um, actions that I can take so I'm not feeling this way anymore. And speaking of uh, expectations and taking action, Aaron, uh, what are some ways uh, to keep your expectations in check when it comes to emotions? That's a good lead in into my second point. Checking your expectations is like taking a look at your grocery list before heading into the supermarket. When life kicks you in the butt, think about why it's kicking you in the butt. Sometimes we have these situations where you don't think that you've done anything wrong, or maybe it's from someone else and you don't think it's in your own realm of control. And sometimes that's true. But other times, maybe it's something of your misdemeanor or something that you've forgotten to do. And it's important to realize whether or not these situations are in your control or not. So there's this term I learned in psychology. It's called your locus of control. And in your locus of control, you have a small bubble that is in your influence. These are things that you can control. And this bubble is located within a bigger bubble. And that is your external realm of control. These are things that you cannot directly manipulate. Some things are often left up to chance or often left up to other people. It's not something that you can directly control, so you shouldn't worry too heavily about it. The model that I like to use personally is to expect the unexpected. So not only are you thinking about what is in your realm of control, but you're also thinking of how to go about, I guess, resolving it. And sometimes things can't be resolved like that. So you have to think strategically, you have to think logically. And you can't do that if you're letting your emotions run wild. So Greg, what's a method that helps ground you when you're thinking of these different possibilities to resolve the situation? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, one method that helps me is prayer. And before I get into this, um, I just want to let you all know, if you are not religious, um, don't worry about it. 
um, take this with a grain of salt. I know not all of you uh, believe in God or higher power, but for me personally, uh, as a Christian, uh, prayer helps to ground me, I guess, in my current situation. If things aren't looking up for me, uh, I just pray to God to give me the resilience and give me the strength to help me to um, get to the other side, basically, you know, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, to find the end of the rainbow, because at the end of the day, you know, um, it's just one bad situation. You know, this one bad situation could lead you to something really great. Um, you just have to realize it might be a test from God and, you know, prayer helps you to see that. And through that, uh, you can come to terms with, okay, I know it's bad right now, but I know it's going to get better because God said it's going to get better. And I believe in him and I believe that he can give me the strength um, to make those next steps to greatness. So, yeah. Anything that you avoid thinking about while in prayer? Hmm? Is there anything that you avoid thinking about within prayer? Sometimes. Um, it definitely takes a little bit of time to fully get everything out sometimes, but that's fine because God has all day. I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be there for all eternity. So I can take as much time as I need to fully get out um, anything that's weighing heavy on my mind. Um, but that also leads me into um, our next point, which is taking action when you're feeling heavy emotion or anger. Oh, yeah. So sometimes when you think of taking action, it could be at the resolution part in your story. So maybe it's finding a solution. But other times it could just be in the development of your story. So maybe you're reaching the climax or maybe you're at the exposition and you've just started gunning your way through. Taking action is having a plan, having some sort of coping method to help you deal with the situation at hand. Life doesn't stop moving, so you shouldn't either. You should have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. So you don't, so you aren't, basically, so you aren't, how should I put this? So you aren't relying on one method above all others. You are a well-adapted and well-rounded individual. And so you can have different methods in order to help put this play into motion. So, no, that's all I'll say about the matter. Greg, do you have any hobbies for long-term coping? Yes, I do. So uh, a big hobby that I partake in every day is drawing. So drawing um, has no barrier to entry. Uh, it's a good way to kind of relieve a lot of stress and it's also it has long-term benefits because you can let your imagination roam wild and put down anything on your mind that uh, might be giving you a hard time. So drawing definitely helps out quite a bit. Uh, I would also say uh, if you're musically inclined, uh, rapping and singing 
about your problems um, also can help relieve a lot of that stress. Um, for me, every time that I, I rap or something's like um, hitting me hard that I recently went through, and when I rap about it, it makes me happy to get it out because it's not in my system anymore. You know, I put it out into the ether, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, poetry. I mean, for those of you who do poetry, poetry is always like a good way to kind of get out your feelings as well. Um, also, another key thing uh, is running. I know we can't really go outside to too many places at the current moment, but um, if you can find somewhere where you can just kind of run as fast as you can, that um, always calms me down. Um, and it's also like a good way to get out a lot of uh, bad energy out of your system too. Okay. I think a big part of this third point is knowing who you are. If you're a person that is more subtle, that likes to do things on the down low, you're not just going to scream at a person just to help you feel better. Although it might, you might think it helps you then, but it doesn't really help much at that moment. So maybe you go into your car after a stressful day of work and you just scream. You just let it all out. I mean, that's just the type of person you are. So it doesn't affect anybody around you. And it's just you and your car. It's very intimate with oneself. And if you're a person that likes to be more extroverted, per se, maybe you like talking with other people and letting it all out on them to get their advice. Maybe that's just who you are. Knowing oneself is like knowing your lactose intolerance, which is a bad example, but mm -hmm. I'm basically trying to say that if you don't know who you are, then you make some effy decisions. And those decisions could either make or break how people see you or how you would like people to perceive you later on in the future. And you sometimes bet. that breaks off some bonds and relationships. You just want to take a moment for yourself. You want to know how to cope and how the coping relates to you. So something Greg and I were talking about earlier is the difference between aggressive and non-aggressive coping methods. And I'll let him speak more about this, but some people say that aggressive um, methods bring out more violent tendencies, while others say that non-aggressive methods are more preferred since you're not giving yourself into this anger. So Greg, if you would. Yeah, so let me tell you right now, um, it takes a lot of energy to stay angry, but it's much better to use all that energy that you're using to stay angry and use it as actively use it as a way to um, calm yourself and to figure out a way to solve the solve what is making you so angry. Um, I think um, a lot of times we find ourselves in situations where we let other people bring us down because we choose to let them bring us down. And we have to stop doing that to ourselves. Uh, we know that we can do better. We know that we can take the higher road. And there always is an alternative way 
to get around a bad situation. You just have to be willing to step back and say to yourself, hmm, if I instigate the situation further, is it actually going to lead to long-term benefits for me or am I just going to end up hurting myself more and this other person a lot more than I would have if I just would have stopped the situation. So yeah, use venting as a way to motivate yourself instead of a way to stay in that dark place. And that's Mm -hmm. all I'll say on it. That's very well said. Um, Thank you. So some pros and some cons of emotional stability. So some pros are you're a better leader. When you're taking on different projects for yourself or with other people, you're able to ground yourself more because you're able to keep yourself in check. So that way you can help other people stay in check too. Right. More active listener. When you're able to feel yourself and know yourself, then you're able to also help other people because you're helping yourself. And finally, you're able to connect more with the people around you, more than just superficially. And maybe you'll find yourself with more friends too, or more allies and less enemies because you're not just thinking of yourself, you're thinking of others as well. Yeah, well said, Aaron. And yeah, yeah, just to piggyback off, I mean, not doing those things, simply put, will just cause you to stay in a consistent cycle of hatred, revenge, and just depression in general. Um, A place that nobody really wants to be. Um, It's never a good thing when you're there, but if you can get out, you should get out. If you have the capabilities and you, um, and it's not something, um, it's not something that you're struggling with to a degree of somebody that has clinical depression. Um, so yeah, uh, that's going to end off, uh, our emotional stability episode. Uh, please tune in, in about two weeks where we will discuss our next stability topic and, uh, make sure that you subscribe, you comment to continue the discussion down below and uh, follow me on Amino. I'm on the Anime Amino. Uh, a few other ones. If you if you click in the one, one of the ones that are popular, you'll most likely find me in one of them. Um, I'm always open to talking to people on there and hearing their perspectives on some of the things that we've discussed on the podcast and on my channel. So and thank- follow us on our Insta at Greg Talks. Yes, we are all right. down. Slide into our DMs. Yep, feel free to do that as well. Uh, and with that, um, we'll see you guys next week. Take care and God bless.